Love Talk Radio. Monday, everyone. We are live, 89.1 Ken's FM, and this is Attitude Era Live, and we have a busy show like always. As a matter of fact, we have our first in-studio guest with us, and uh, once again, we have us, uh, Granny, with us. Are you there, Granny? Yes, I am. All right, we and we have our uh, our legendary co-host, Matthias. Hello. Hello, sir. Ready to do another show. Let's go. And we have our first in-studio guest. We'll get to him in just a second, but we're going to talk about a few things here, uh, as we always like to do here the first few minutes of the show. Granny, your cheese pulled it out. I don't know how they did it, but they did. Hey, I am very a loyal and faithful fan to my Kansas City Chiefs. I had no doubt in my mind that they were going to pull that game out, and they did. I may have almost had a heart attack from it, but I'm good. I mean, I'm good to go. My Chiefs won. They take on Cincinnati next Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock, and the Rams take on the Cincinnati Bengals, is it? No, the Rams take no, on no, uh, Kansas City, Cincinnati Bengals. Kansas City Chiefs. plays Cincinnati, and the Rams take on the 49ers. The 49ers. All right, so here's what we're hoping on this side of the bracket, that, uh, of course, we hope that, uh, I mean, I really want to see the Cincinnati Bengals win, but for Granny's hope, we want to have the Kansas City Chiefs win, and I'm also hoping that, uh, well, 
I'd say I'd like to see the Rams because that way we can say that Matthew Stafford has a World Series or World Series, a Super Bowl ring, uh, and then everybody says, uh, "What is?" Hello, hello. All right, our mics are being. I'm getting a bunch of static or movement. Uh, put both headphones on. Okay. There we go. Sorry about that. Uh, and uh, now, uh, of course, everybody always talks about how great Aaron Rodgers is. Well, he's got one ring. And uh, what's interesting about that is so does Trent Dilfer, and we can also say Tavares Jackson has one. <laughs> and then if we can also say if Matthew Stafford wins the Super Bowl, we can say he has one. <laughs> so, and Patrick uh, Mahomes you, has a Super Bowl ring icon. Do not forget that. Patrick well, Mahomes the thing has is, a though, Super Bowl ring. Well, the thing is, though, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to collect uh, some more hardware uh, throughout his career as long as he stays healthy, just like Joe Burrow. What am I doing wrong here? Anyway, uh, so what we're going to do here is we're going to bring on our first guest. And, uh, well, uh, Mr. Guest, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and uh, uh, give us a little background of who you are. Hello. Um, That might be my mic that's feeding back. It might be. I'm Sean. And, think, yeah, and you have a last name, right? Uh, Sean Mitzel, and uh, I'm out of Hunter, North Dakota, and uh, it's cool to be on your show, and uh, you told me I was going to play some tunes, so I should probably try to play, I don't know, all right, well, here's what we're going to do here. We're going to ask you a few questions, and then okay. uh, then we'll have you play a tune, and we'll Hopefully ask you more, too hard. and then uh, we'll uh, have you to play another one, and we'll yeah. kind of we'll kind of make that our format. Now, you know, you and I actually have a history together. Uh, you and I actually were on the same radio show together. That's how uh, you and I met. Uh, it was like another lifetime ago, though, wasn't it? It was Ben and Jim, yeah. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the owner of this great radio station, Ken uh, uh, the Magic uh, Engineer, uh, knows all of us from one way or the other. And uh, he's shaking his head and I know that uh, there's one of us in this room that he wishes he didn't know. But anyway, <laughs> we can talk about that later. So now, then, uh, you you were in radio for a while, and uh, then you uh, went on to uh, uh, doing music. How long have you been doing your music performances? Probably since I was very, very young, very, very little, and... Uh, and I suppose I know I did my first solo in church when I was five, and then but but playing making money at it I guess probably when I was I don't know 19 and I'm 43 now, so how many years is that now? Almost 25, going on 25 years I guess. 25 years. Most of my life I guess you know you're gonna round it off. Well yeah now do you have any plans uh, yourself on like trying out for like America's Got Talent or The Voice or um, any of those shows? I don't know people bug me about it. Yeah, you know, people bug me about playing playing it. I don't know. That seems like kind of something kind of uh, interesting, for sure. Being on TV would be really strange, I think. Well, you know, not that I'm trying to put our show over, but you can ask people that have been on this show. It's kind of been a launching pad. Like, for instance, uh, Kenzie Page. Uh, Kenzie Page, uh, she uh, started out on our show, her first interview when she was 17 years old, then she signed with AEW. Uh, and oh wow! Yeah, okay. is that like they get them all over the get them all over the world? 
Right, and then you you cha- you 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 talk about uh, you know Sylvester J. Fox. He was on this show, and now look at him. We'll talk about him a little later as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, anywho, we're gonna uh, what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna we're gonna attempt to do this. We're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna have you play one of your your hits. Uh, Tell tell us a little bit about the name of it, okay? And when you wrote it, and how long you've been uh, performing it, and what kind of crowd reaction you get. Okay, well, um, this first song that I'm gonna play is called "It Ain't a Lie," and I wrote it probably two years ago. And I recorded. I haven't done really a recording of it, but I've been playing it out live, and people seem to dig it. It's kind of. Uh, it's one of those songs that's uh, uh, what, what it means to me is it's almost like not really for the whole bar life. You know what I mean? It's like it's kind of like, you know, hey, there's, there's I don't know, other things, you know, too. You know what I mean? Well, go ahead. Give a shout. So here we'll, we go. Uh, here, this, this is what that's about. So here we go.
wow, that was uh, that was awesome. I like that, uh, Granny. What was, what did you think of that one? That was amazing. All well, right, and the name of that song is "It Ain't a Lie." Yes. You know uh, that that can kind of tie in with you. Uh, we could go at Jane Matthias. <laughs> Don't make me jump over that desk. <laughs> uh, we got uh, Sean Missles, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We got uh, 32 minutes before our next guest calls in. Uh, but uh, before we do that, uh, we do have a, uh, a caller. Um, and uh, we're going to uh, bring on the late Big Swing. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. It's been a little while since I've been able to be on. Just been. Really crazy work schedule, um, especially this weekend. Uh, Epic I know swing. That, I, I know that I know that Granny's probably still uh, still calming down, still shaking a little bit after well, last night. Well, my, my my heart rate is a lot better today than what it was last night when you were messaging me. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that was absolutely insane. I mean, you know, I was sitting, obviously being up here in New York, sitting with a lot of Bills fans. Um, they were up, and then all of a sudden they were down, and then they came back down the field and were up again. And with 13 seconds, I was like, holy crap, and then, you know, the rest is history. Um, it, it, Yeah, it was crazy. So, anyway, um, yeah, I'm back here Well, with that being said, well, with that being said, Big Swing, you know, uh, we did find a, uh, a great suitable replacement. Uh, he's sitting to my right, and it's Matthias. Right. Say hello. Yeah. Hey, big guy! Welcome back. Oh yes, hello and, how are you? Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm doing just peachy after having a fantastic show last night and working hard today. I'm feeling kind of relaxed doing the radio. And we're, to be your replacement. And we're and we're definitely going to talk about uh, your show last night a little bit. And then we also have uh, 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 Sean. Uh, did I say that right? That's right, oh, Lightning. Yeah, yeah, uh, White Lightning. We could say. Yeah. Uh, Reverend Shelby Thunder. Yeah, we now have a nickname for you, White Lightning. There you go. It Ain't a Lie was his hit that he just played, right. Sean Mitzel. Sean Mitzel. Yeah, it's one of those hard names to pronounce because it's really weird. It has that T and the Z in it. Right. A kid thought it was was my name. My name was Sean Mitzel when I was younger. And uh, anybody that listens to the show knows that I have trouble pronouncing things and words and... uh, No. You know, after watching uh, several reruns of Sesame Street... I still don't know how to speak the English language, but that's something for uh, later on. So now, uh, Big Swing, uh, everybody wants to know here real quick, and we'll go back to our guest because it's his time. Uh, You know, you've been keeping busy. Yeah, you've been keeping busy uh, running that bar of yours, have you not? Uh, Yeah, that plus, obviously, you know, the the radio station stuff, um, you know, with sports and whatnot. I'm I'm, I'm actually looking kind of forward to what's, happening this summer um there is not going to be as as of now a baseball season so you you know how hectic it gets when i have the yankees on the station here as well so um yeah so hopefully you know i I mean as much as i love baseball it's it's i just need a little bit of a break so i can you know be on the show more and and whatnot so hopefully my mondays will be freed up pretty soon more consistently well, you know, uh, we know that uh, you like to make your presence known uh, when you're not on the show because I know that uh, you have access to the board a lot, and uh, you know you always like to, uh, 
You always like to talk to uh, Granny about uh, how much she likes the Raiders. You always like to play that little. No, uh, no, no. Don't well, like I, I think I think I have a feeling. I, I think I've learned um, about Granny's feeling about the Raiders. You know, I I do have to tell her. However, I do have to tell her uh, that I am sorry. I do apologize. Um, but I, I got. Touchdown, Raiders! You know what, Big Swing? If you couldn't, if you couldn't agitate me, Big Swing, I wouldn't think you didn't care about me, my friend. So. Now that the Bills, but now that the Bills are out, and my Dallas Cowboys choked again in the big moment, like they have every year for the last twenty-six years, uh, which I actually expect. You did one hell of a job, yeah. and only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! Exactly. You know when that was? That was nineteen ninety-two. And that was the last time that that, that that this team was actually, you know, relevant, which which well, is painful for me. But but, but Grady, I I got I just got to tell you, I got to apologize, Grady. I I have to now that all those teams are out. I cannot root for a California team. I I gotta go with Cincinnati and Joe, my man Joe Burrow. I I got I got to root for him. Well, I'm sorry. all right, that that that's fine. But you need to come up with one of those sound effects that says, "How about them Chiefs?" Uh, well, actually, I'm sure Andy Reid. I'm sure you could find one that has Andy Reid saying that, and I can probably load it into the board here. All right. Well, oh, I'll tell yeah. you what, Big Swing. That'll be your well, that'll be hey, your assignment next week. Speaking of which, speaking of which, in the third, last 13 seconds last night, Andy Reid's Dude. quote to Patrick Mahomes was said, "When it gets grim, be the grim reaper." <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, anyway, uh, Big Swing, you know, uh, we, uh, we're glad that uh, you're able to make an appearance Glad's once a back. year. Um, yes. And uh, we, uh, uh, Matthias is going to stay with us, uh, you know. Uh, it's good to have an in-studio co-host. And, yes. uh, well, what I'm going to do is uh, are you going to hang around and then you can ask our other guests some questions? Yeah. All right. So I will uh, – We'll go back to our guest uh, here, uh, and it's uh, uh, Sean White Lightning Mitzel. And uh, now when you get that name over, it'll all be because you appeared on this show. I mean, there's people all over the, you know, not that I'm bragging here, but we are actually the number one show in uh, Dhaka, Dhaka, Bangladesh, and we're also heard in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. So you can (laughs) – so. Sean, (laughs) Vietnam! So when you when you when you get booked in uh, Bangladesh, you'll know it's because of us. That's awesome. Now uh, you have. Uh, That'd be cool to get a gig down there. Uh, yeah, uh, we're Over there. Yeah, we're on eighty nine point one Ken's FM. We got uh, twenty six minutes here with our first guest, and uh, uh, our favorite <laughs> resident comedian is going to call in. We'll talk to him. But uh, now you, uh, your your first song was uh, "It Ain't a Lie," and. Yep. Um, you uh, you have a couple. Uh, how many songs do you have that you wrote that you play when you perform? Um, probably about three or four, most of the time. Depends on the crowd. The crowd usually is, uh, um, most of the time, you know, different. You know what I mean? Depends on if you're playing a weeknight, weekend. People kind of wanna dance more if they wanna do whatever more. And uh, so I'll, I'll play more upbeat stuff some nights, and then some nights are kind of you know. Play more downbeat kind of stuff too, you know, more more emotional, I guess, music, you know. 
and that kind of thing. And what we're going to do is we'll have a little fun here. I'm going to have you uh, play my probably my favorite song of yours uh, next, uh, a, a song about, uh, 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 well, uh, Homer Icon Diggs, which is my dog, and uh, Mysterio, which is Granny's dog, and um, I think Aikman is my son's or dog. Your son's dog. And I think Aikman is uh, the name of Big Swing's dog. And uh, Matthias, I don't know if you have a dog, but... Um, not at the moment, no. I did have one, but not now. And, uh, of course, we all know that uh, uh, our buddy, our resident guru that uh, that Granny doesn't like, Sylvester J. Fox, he's got a dog. And Well, and, well I'm, dog. I'm not going to go there, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to have... Uh, we're going to have uh, Sean play uh, his next hit called It Ain't a Dog. Well, it, it, it is a dog. This is, no, that's all right. <laughs> it, it, it is a, it, this one's, uh, my, actually my friend Travis Lawrenson wrote the lyrics to this song. And uh, he ended up, uh, I had this melody and then he's like, well, you know, what's it going to be about? We we just said, well, it's got to be about a dog, so it's a dog, and I just we couldn't think of any words, so a dog was the word, and then we, he wrote lyrics to it, and then we just did this, so here we go. This little tale that I will sell, it's a little rolling back. Each dog in this universe is a human that's the back. Feed them and water them every single day. Look at you and they wag the tail in their own special way. Cause you're dog, 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 Difficult indeed. Who is the alpha dog? Who will be our pack lead? You got a tiny face and a tiny tail and a tiny smile too. Your owner's coming to help you out. He's gonna walk you a block or two. Cause you're a dog, 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 dog. You know, I, I love that song, and uh, technically, uh, you know, we could uh, probably uh, uh, send that song to uh, some of your, uh, some of Matthias's opponents. Uh, you're a dog. <laughs> that would work. I could do a heavy metal version of it. Yeah, know? that could work. That could work. Uh, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM. We got uh, 22 minutes here with uh, Sean White Lightning Mitzel, and uh, we'll see what we can do about having him coin that nickname. Uh, but uh, we're going to take just a time out here. Uh, we got to hear from one of our sponsors, and uh, we will be back right after these messages from the most awesome guy in the history of radio. We'll be back in a few seconds. Mm-hmm. 
As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost. And it's as little as $10 a month. And we have a little assignment for you. If you go to our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, you like that. You go to Ken's 89.1 FM page on Facebook, you like that. You do a $10 donation to Power the Tower. Uh, we'll get you automatically qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, a current guest, or a future guest. And uh, as a matter of fact, we got a lot of few guests coming up in the, uh, in the, in the coming weeks. Uh, that uh, are going to be giving away some uh, some outfits from their photo shoots, some autographed pictures, uh, maybe some autographed ring attire. And uh, speaking of uh, cool guests coming up, uh, now I'm going to ask you guys, and you guys can both answer this, how many of you have seen the movie Back to the Future, one, two, or three? Of course. I've You've seen both them seen all. at least one. Now, I've seen uh, them all. This summer, we are going to have Zach DeLorean as a guest on our show. He's uh, John DeLorean's son, the heir to the throne, as you might say. And uh, we're going to talk to him about what it was like growing up with a car manufacturer and uh, having everybody, uh, every one of your classmates, ask you, hey, when are you going to bring the, uh, the time machine here to school so we can uh, get to our, uh, our, uh, our graduation uh, and he's going to tell us a story about that, <laughs> and it's an interesting story, but it's great. Now, Sean uh, misses our guest here, and uh, we're on 89.1 Kens FM, and we've got about 19 minutes. Now, Sean, I don't know if you're able to do this or not, but uh, do, you, do you do autographs? Do you have, like, stuff that you can autograph, maybe uh, donate for our giveaway show? Sure, whatever you want, yeah. All right. Now, do you have any CDs out? No. No. Because uh, uh, I actually, for a lot of people don't know, um, and our next guest that's coming up uh, knows this. I actually, uh, well, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I did put out a CD, a comedy CD, um, in 2000, and uh, it actually went aluminum. Thank you, Big Thanks, Swing. Big Swing. Bronze. <laughs> he, he's still the best. And uh, anyway, so... Uh, you know, I had a few jokes on there. As a matter of fact, uh, we're going to be talking to uh, our next guest about this, but uh, uh, the icon is actually going to be making uh, an appearance back on stage <coughs> this weekend. And we're going to talk more about that when our next guest is on. Uh, so, now, uh, we'll take a quick little brief time out here. Now, Matthias, you had a uh, show this weekend, right? Absolutely, last night to be exact. And uh, how did that go? Well, for uh, for a wrestling show, I mean, it went pretty fantastic. The crowd was hot. The wrestlers were hot. The action was hot. Everything was great. Uh, of course, the best part of the show was my 
spectacular promo I cut on the crowd and I cut on Below Zero Wrestling. Uh, but otherwise, we had Madman Austin and his partner from Impact. We had them come for the show. We had Eric Redbeard, also known as Eric Rowan from WWE, show up. And he faced uh, Mac, who is uh, Sylvester J. Fox's guy, and I'll talk to you about that in a second. But again, my promo was the absolute best because I poured a bottle of water on a person in the crowd's head, and I got the absolute worst reaction. I thought people were going to jump the crowd, jump the barricade, and start beating me up, but nobody had the uh, cojones to do it themselves. So I had to, you know, I had to separate myself from them. And uh, now, Granny, I know that uh, you're big, uh, you're fans of Sylvester J. Fox. So, uh, Granny, why don't you go ahead and ask? Go ahead and ask what happened. (laughs) <laughs> well, please, well, please tell me, Matthias, what did you do to that horrible, horrible man, Sylvester J. Fox? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I did not have to uh, take any action myself, whereas Eric Redbeard decided to do something uh, in my honor. He took the uh, golf club that Sylvester J. Fox would normally take with him to the ring and gave him a clothesline with it where he threw him off the ropes and just smashed it right into his throat and Finished off Mac really quickly after that and won the match. So there you go. Sylvester J. Fox got attacked. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I thanked him personally in your honor after after that happened. I I would I would have liked to seen that. Yeah, I know. And speaking of the DeLorean, we were just talking about that. Uh, I actually had to go on right after the Jake Taylor and DeLorean Diggs match and get the crowd back up. And uh, let's say I have. refunded my uh, title, not only the Diamond title, but the title as one of the most hated wrestlers in North Dakota, and it was absolutely amazing. I I labeled a bunch of a North Dakota women as broads that if you wore my sunglasses, which I have explained, if you wear my sunglasses, they will turn them from two to sixes. Not lying. You won't even have to take shots of tequila to look them in the eye. That got over really well. So, I like I said, I had no complaints about the show at all. It was really good. Now, I had planned to be there. Uh, and uh, like I say, we'll uh, we'll talk about this a little later because I don't want to make this a downer. But I do have some uh, information, uh, uh, health information about the icon. Now it, it's nothing serious, mind you. But uh, so you guys don't have to worry. I'm not going away. Uh, at least I don't think so. But uh, we'll talk about that towards the end there, and uh, we'll uh, I'll fill you guys in. Now, uh, so Sean. I hope you feel better. Yeah. Well, I'll explain all that. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Sean, now you uh, you mentioned that uh, you don't have any CDs out. Uh, did do you plan on putting out a CD at all, or uh, like maybe even doing like a, like I don't know, like a Christmas album or something? You know, because anybody can sing any Christmas song. Right. You know. Well, I mean, there's. I mean, I guess there's a lot of things online of me. I guess that have like you know. Some of them have gotten fairly popular or whatever. I mean, not really. But, I mean, you know, whether, you know, more than just, like, 300 views, you know what I mean? But then, like, there's certain things, I don't know, like, if I wanted to just say, okay, I want to promote this and really go for it. I just, I don't know. Most of the time I just do recordings and write songs for fun. It's something that I haven't really done my whole career. I, I mostly started my career just, you know, playing cover tunes and cover bands, you know, for dances and weddings and bars and all that stuff you know and 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 uh so <clears throat> songwriting's been kind of a new thing to me i guess i mean like a new thing to be perform my songs for people and it's seemed to go pretty good so i'm just kind of like 
I almost feel like I'm dipping my foot in the water a little bit more, you know. Well, would so. you would you ever uh, consider like maybe doing like a like a CD with like you know your songs and then maybe like some cover uh, tunes? Sure, if I could make it like you know if it did get popular, that I wouldn't be you know have to pay these people for the rest of my life, you know, because I use their music, you know, so. You know, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the weird thing. It's like you can get wrapped into things like, like, like even on YouTube. Like if you if you put up a video and, you, and you're using someone else's content, they can put a copyright strike on that. So they, which means that if any money that gets made by that video, they get to make. So I mean, they get they get whatever. So I don't know. I mean, I guess people will get their money if they really want it. But that's kind of the thing that I really worry about a lot. I guess is like. If it's something that is mine and someone is making money off of my song that I wrote, then like then I'm really worried about that I'm I'm getting at least hopefully what I what I deserve, you know what I mean? Rather than just oh yeah, we've been using your song because I, I did upload songs to a website called SoundCloud. Right. And and, and uh what I did is is I would put them up and they would just give you so many so much space for free, right? You know, and they just let you do that and then well, I would just upload my songs because it's easy to show my friends, like, hey, just go on SoundCloud, here is my profile. And then I started noticing that, like, this is a few years later, and none of them, maybe one of them got over a few thousand views or something like that, or listens, and, but nothing crazy popular. And then I listened to it lately, and there was an ad after my song. You know, and there's an ad, and then it was another one of my songs. It wasn't just some other. So I'm like, well, somebody's making money off my song, and I'm, I don't know about this. You know, so, I mean, am I just doing it for exposure or, or am I doing it? I mean, it just seems like at the root of it, you can, like, try to eradicate that by just, I just make, I'll just say it in this many words. I make music for fun. That's what I do. So if people want to listen to it, I think that's really cool. Uh, Sean Mitchell is our guest here, and we have uh, 12 minutes before our next guest calls in. I guess my, my question is, uh, how, would, how would you react to this? Uh, you know, you're on stage, right? Yep. And you're, you're doing your show, and... Uh, at the end of your show, you're walking off stage, you talk to fans back, and someone comes up and says, hey, you know what, I, I heard you on YouTube, or I heard you on SoundCloud, or I heard you in uh, Rutherford, New Jersey on the radio. How, how would you react to that? Um, thank you. I appreciate that, that you, that you came back to, you know, to listen to me, you know, and, and uh, I just... I always appreciate that whenever anybody says anything like that. It's really because, you know, I, I learned to take it take it in stride and, and really thank them for that. And, and uh, because I, you know, you can't have music if there's nobody to play it for. I mean, you can play it for yourself, too, but it's more fun to play it for other people, you know. You I ain't think. wrong. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like I said with my promo, if the crowd wasn't there, it'd have been nothing. Yeah. So, so Sean, you wouldn't have the reaction like, well, how did you hear me in Rutherford, New Jersey? <laughs> oh, I mean, I know what you mean. Okay, so you actually do mean that. Okay, so um, I would be like, how did you? How did you hear about me? You know, I mean, did you? You know, I mean, did you see me or whatever? You know, I'm like, oh yeah, I saw you on this or whatever. I don't know that avenue because it's weird how things get viral. You know what I mean? It's very strange. Where 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 it's where things that you think would like, oh, this sucks. No, this thing has 20 million views. You know, it's like. Or this is this is great! Wow, this is a cool this is the coolest song I've ever heard, and it's got like maybe five hundred thousand views or something. You know, like two hundred fifty thousand views. Like nobody knows about it at all in this whole scope of the internet. So it's like, I'm 
I'm all for that. I don't know. I'm I'm all like when I hear something that's that hasn't been like force fed down your throat, you know, by you know whoever buys the ads on, you know, when whenever you go on YouTube, there's always ads. I mean, I pay for no ads. I have the premium, so I pay like sixteen ninety nine a month or something like that. I think, and. And uh, if you think I'm getting deal, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Granny. What I'm going to do deal. is uh, uh, we have Sharon Missler guest here. We got about nine minutes. Uh, Granny, I'm going to bring you on and let you ask a few questions. And uh, after Granny, then uh, Matthias, you can ask, and uh, we'll go ahead and go with that. Cool. Go ahead, Granny. Okay. Well, welcome to the show, Sean. And you know, I like the song that you played, especially the, the dog one, because I do. I, and I have two dogs myself, so. You know, oh, cool. the one dog that Icon mentioned, Mysterio, that's my grand dog. That's my son's little dog. But I do have two dogs myself, so I love my dog. So what is your one of your most favorite songs that you've ever come up with? The favorite song that I've come up with, boy. Um, it's <laughs> It's... The first thing that comes to mind is when I first started doing recording. It's not really even a song that I perform, but it's called Dirka Steve. It's my friend Steve wrote this riff, and then I turned it into this kind of this uh, weird kind of uh, Eastern-sounding dance trance mix song. And my friend Dana sang on it, and it was I had uh, I did some drum programming. And what I mean, it was it was just such the it was such a weird thing, but I just kept. I, I just finished it and it was it was really strange and everybody I've played it for was like what is this <laughs> so I, I really like wow. that song I, I should probably try to get it um, I should probably try to get it online um, I, I did have it on SoundCloud why don't I just say I, I've already said their name so I'll put them back up I'll put them back up on SoundCloud if you want to if you want to listen to them so I, I would just do okay. it under uh, Mitzel Nation which is M I T Z E L N A T I O N. I put put it up on there. Okay. But yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, listening to my music. Nice meeting you. And, well, uh, nice meeting you we, too. So. And, and so we can do this, uh, Sean. Uh, then I'll let uh, Matthias ask his question. If our fans didn't want to check you out, do you got a do you got a Facebook, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? I have a Facebook. It's, it's just that my name's Sean Mitzel. S H A U N M I T Z E L. And uh, if you have any uh, you have any shows coming up, we'll talk about that a little bit. But go ahead. What do you got? Well, I guess uh, welcome to the show, man. It's also it's great to have another performer, you know, sitting beside me talking. Cool. Um, well, as me being a pro wrestler and me being one of the most hated wrestlers oh, in North Dakota, I feel a certain way before I go out to the ring, while I'm in the ring, and when I exit the ring. What's it like for you when you're right before you're about to perform for a crowd? while you're playing for the crowd and then after the crowd. So it's so when I before I'm okay, so before I go on stage. Yeah, like what's right? your what's your mindset while before you perform, while you're performing and then when after you perform. Okay, so that's okay, so it's like that's three different things. Yep. Okay. So so before I'm performing main thing is getting there. Yeah. I'm thinking about that. I'm probably thinking about what the crowd's gonna kinda be like, what kind of people, younger, older, um, if they're gonna be you know what the event is what what's kind of going on you know mm-hmm. what i mean what's the feel of it try to visualize that at least kind of in my head um if you know if it's a new place try to get there early um you know before i get on stage then i get you know i start getting nervous you know and i like because i know i've got to you know 
And that's not just sound check. It's just like, all right, we're going. And sometimes I try to fool people when I tell them this is my sound check part of my set, but it's just, you know, my set. You know? Yeah. So, so, I mean, and just then I just go. So then I'm, I'm kicked. So it, when I'm just, I have to be engaged. Though. I have to do something to, like, engage somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to, like, let somebody know that, that I see them and then they see me, you know. So, like, so like then we can have at least a, some sort of a, you know, hey, who likes country music, you know, or whatever, you know, who likes, who got some rockers out there, man, you know, like that kind of thing. And, Develop and, the connection. And then play my music and hopefully it sounds good and then I kind of just go from there and make sure it sounds good and try to sing as hard as I can and do it, do it as good as I can. And then, and then when I'm done, it's just kind of like, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, cause, I mean, because you're never really done until you're like out of exactly. where you're at, exactly. you know? Exactly. You know, because I'm sure, yeah, like you said, you you mentioned that you're doing, you're doing, uh, like, I, I heard you, and it sounded cool. <laughs> and, and I, you know, you know, it's like when, when you get the crowd going or whatever, yeah, exactly. you know, or, or, or thumbs down, you know, or whatever, you know, but you're, you've, you've got them, you know, you know, you, and it's like you want to hold them as long as you can. You got to make, you got to make the crowd connect or else you'd feel like you don't got nothing. Like when I, I had to go for my promo last night. Had no idea what I was going to say. Had no idea how the crowd was going to react or anything. Then all of a sudden, I go out, I, my music plays, I have my microphone, I go out to the ring, I start talking the crowd, everybody everybody hates me, everybody's yelling at me, everybody's doing all this stuff. And then, you, and then the crowd reacts and they start booing you, they start saying horrible, horrible things to you, and then you just react and give it back to them. And then when you finally, music plays, or like I said, I poured a bottle of water on a crowd member's head, that got the huge pop, and then I went out to the back, and I just just finally relieved that it was over. But then, of course, while I'm a wrestler, as I am, I'm a bad guy. So I put on my belt, I go out to the crowd, and I'm walking around, and people are just booing me, and you just ignore them. But it's like you gotta keep you got to keep that crowd engaged because then they'll go, hey, thank you for performing tonight, or hey, thank you for coming here tonight. Right. You're, my, you're my favorite part of the show. Like for mm-hmm. your, when, you're, when you're doing music, they're like, thank you for coming out and playing for us. We'll come see another show, or we'll have you back, or whatever. And that's, that's the whole thing. You want to get yourself out there. You want to get the crowd engaged, because if you don't have the crowd, you don't got anything. Right, and you kind of want to keep that game face on, too. Exactly. You, you always got to be always got to be prepared, always got to be you know, in the moment. Because right. yeah. if you're not, then, then what do you got? <laughs> uh, then it's boring. Yeah, then it's you got nothing. It's boring. <laughs> uh, Sean Mitchell's our guest here, so and uh, <laughs> and uh, it looks like our uh, our next guest is uh, waiting in the wings. So we'll bring him on in a second. But first, we're going to hear from our next sponsor, and we'll be back after these messages from our next sponsor. If I can get it going, the new Wood Spring Suites of Fargo. 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange is an extended stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by TrustScore. And uh, we want to thank uh, Woodspring Suites uh, for uh, for sponsoring uh, Ken's FM. But uh, we're going to bring our next guest on, ladies and gentlemen. As he's stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is probably the greatest comedian in the world today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you a swine time. He is Brian Swinehart. 
What an intro. Hey, this is Brian Swinehart, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live on 89.1, Ken's FN, with your host, the icon, the big swing, swing and granny Hulkster. Hey, Brian, how are you, buddy? Thanks for joining us. Hey, man, I'm good, icon. How you doing? Well, good. It's uh, it's been a couple months since I talked to you, um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get into all that. We have Brian Swinehart as a guest here on eighty nine point one Kansas FM. We got thirty minutes. Uh, here's what we're gonna do, Brian. We'll do a little roundtable. Uh, I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll go around the room here, and then we'll come back to me, and then we'll talk about what you got upcoming here in our hometown uh, this weekend. Uh, but uh, first off, give us a little background about yourself, Brian. Tell us uh, uh, tell us a little about yourself. Well, I grew up in the mean streets of Ohio, and, uh, you know, it was uh, pretty tough. I don't know if you guys know about the girls from Ohio, but, uh, you know, they're not as fine as the ones in Fargo there. You know, that's how Ohio got its name, because you see her from far, and then she gets close. Oh, hi. <coughs> and uh, <laughs> so I grew up, in a little, grew up in a little country town, man, and I have big dreams and aspirations of uh, getting into the entertainment industry, so... Uh, when I was about 20 years old, I moved to California and uh, got involved in the entertainment industry. I was an actor on some movies and TV shows, and, uh, and then I started doing stand-up comedy. And, uh, you know, I've had the fortunate life of being able to travel around the country slash also the world, went overseas to perform for the military a few times. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, now I'm, I'm currently uh, living down in Florida. Uh, but I'm on my way to uh, to Fargo to uh, to uh, have a great weekend here this weekend on the Friday and Saturday night. We're gonna have some great shows and a lot of fun and a lot of people are coming to the shows and uh, I know you're gonna be there, Icon. So you know that's gonna be a good time. And uh, you know one of the highlights of my career was was roasting the Icon on his big wedding day. Uh, <laughs> that was a lot of fun back in September. So. Uh, and I'm a fan of wrestling myself also. I know uh, you guys are uh, all love wrestling like I do. Now, I did wrestling, but not to, not the time I did amateur wrestling, you know, high school-style wrestling, you know, uh, folk style. And uh, I still do tournaments. I do one one uh, wrestling tournament a year, and that's coming up again in April. So uh, I'm 42 years old, so it starts wearing on you a little bit. But, uh, but you know, it's fun to be competitive. So, and yeah, uh, we're, we're going to talk about uh, some of the highlights of your career, Brian. Uh, of course, I know that uh, the highlight of your career was being uh, doing a show at my wedding. That was probably the highlight of your career. Uh, I know you've had many, uh, but uh, a lot of you guys don't know. Uh, uh, and like I said, we'll, we'll talk to your talk about your show here uh, uh, in a little while. We got. All right, we got Brian Swinehart here. We got 89.1 Kens FM. We're, we got about uh, 28 minutes. Okay, and uh, so here's uh, here's uh, here's uh, here's how we're going to do this. Uh, first off, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but uh, Brian uh, uh, has uh, probably uh, did a famous movie role uh, after uh, Paul Walker passed. Uh, he got to be Paul Walker's stand-in. Did you guys know this? No idea. Yeah, wow, that's pretty awesome. cool. No. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so 
Uh, yeah, actually, was working with his brothers. His brothers took it. This was an interesting way they made that movie. So his, you know, the movie was fast, halfway finished, and uh, his brothers were his uh, his actors, and I was standing and and uh, did some photo doubles. They actually, this is they used my hands in some of the shots. Uh, and this was back in I think about 2016. So um, yeah, I helped him finish the movie. And then fast forward to 2018, I was on boat and lost my fingertips. So, uh, but um, so I can't do a hand, I can't be a photo double anymore with my hands. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you, working on Fast and Furious, that was Fast 7, man. That was such a great experience. And to meet all the, the, the people, you know, all the people that worked on it. And everybody was so nice. And I was always a big fan of Paul Walker, so I think that was, that was really sad. But I think that the way that, uh, that, um, they made the movie, and uh, the ending of the movie was uh, was a really nice uh, nice tribute to the guy. So, uh, you know, I, I I was like, you know, kind of glad I got the chance to not kind of I was glad I got a chance to see that and work on that. So, so anytime yeah, that you guys of, watch, yeah. sorry about that. So anytime you watch Fast and the Furious, when you see someone shifting, it's Brian's hand. Think about that. <laughs> You guys can say that you interviewed the hand of Fast and the Furious. He actually taught Paul, uh, he, he actually taught Vin Diesel how to shift the gears. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. That's yeah, cool. I'll tell you. All right. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, it was a hand great, model. It was a great hand right. Job. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a great hand job. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, uh, I, I want well, we we can we can cover this just a little bit uh, about the uh, you know you mentioned you lost your finger. Uh, yeah, in a boating accident. Tell us what happened. Mm. Man, so I'm sitting on the back of the boat. The rope gets loose. It comes flying back at me, man. I thought I was going to save. I was trying to save the boat. You know, I go to catch the rope. My fingers, the rope was going so fast. My fingers got stuck between the rope and the seat and sliced them off, right? And blood, blood's just gushing like a Tarantino movie, dude. I'm freaking out. I'm like, I lost part of my finger. I lost part of my finger. My cousin was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, dude. I've had the same finger my entire life. It didn't look like this when I got on the boat. <laughs> the fish so, are having uh, finger food. So, so, Sean, would you be able to teach somebody with uh, missing one finger how to play guitar? Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. Oh, really? That's, that's no problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Brian Swinehart's our guest here. Well, we got uh, 25 minutes. Uh, now, Granny... Uh, you were unable to attend my wedding, so you didn't get to see Brian and his handiwork. But uh, uh, go ahead, uh, Granny. What do you got for our guest, Brian Swinehart? Well, you know, I thought, you know, being that this is Fred Swing's first night back, why don't we let him go first? Oh, I didn't want to, but Big Swing, are you there? Uh, yep. Hey, you didn't make my wedding either. Hey, correct. Again, lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, COVID, know, COVID is a pain. Was a, yeah, COVID's a pain in the ass, especially in New York State, man. And I wasn't even allowed within 100 yards of the airport. So, wow, yeah. dude. Well, yeah. anyway, go ahead, uh, Big Swing. What do you got for you, our guest, Brian Swiner? Go ahead. Well, so, um, musically, now, again, I, I'm doing some things here at the station. I'm covering some stuff. So if I missed uh, this question already, I, I apologize. But uh, what kind of got you 
into you know into the music, into playing guitar? What were some of the, your inspirations, influences? Did you listen to anybody there's, growing there's up? There's a different guest. Really idolized? Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page, um, La Bamba, that movie La Bamba with, with uh, okay. Richie Valens, about Richie Valens with uh, Lou Diamond yep, yep, Phillips. Yep. Yeah, I watched that movie nonstop, and then I had the, uh, the, the tape, the cassette tape of La Bamba, and that was the first song, so I'd always rewind that and play it, yeah. rewind it and play it, rewind it. I had that tape, too. I wore it out. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Icon, didn't uh, we have uh, those guys on? Yes. but the guys who do the covers for them, yes. Yeah, now, Big Swing, do you actually have a question for our current guest, Brian Swinehart, the comedian? Oh, well, okay, sure. Um, when it comes to comedy, it's sort of the same thing. I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of backgrounds and how people got to where they are. Uh, who were some of your influences and expertise? Because comedy is not necessarily something that everybody can do or that everybody really wants to do, uh, and everybody thinks they're funny. I kind of think he's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? So... What kind of made you say, you know, this is the path I want to go down, and you know, these are the people that I look up to that are going to guide me? Uh, well, first off, man, this this uh, radio uh, show icon God is almost as crazy as his wedding. A lot of chaos. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, uh, I got I, well. I really what happened with me was kind of a, an interesting story. I guess is that um, when I was 22 years old, I was at a nightclub. And I was talking to another guy, and he and I were trying to talk to these two girls. And uh, he uh, uh, he said, I like that one. I said, that's cool, man. I like them both. And uh, we talked to these two girls, and I, I give everybody a piece of gum. We were in L.A. at the time. And he goes, dude, you must not be from L.A. You share. I said, no, man, I'm from Ohio. And he gave me his card, and he was a comedian. And I had never, up until that moment, I had seen comedians on TV. I grew up watching um, uh, Johnny Carson, actually. My babysitter used to always watch Johnny Carson. And I used to think he was hilarious. And I wouldn't even understand what he was saying a lot of times, but she would record it at night and then play it during the day, and I would see some of Johnny Carson. So I was kind of like Johnny Carson, right? Well, I go to the comic club. It was a place in Pasadena, California, called the Ice House. And I met my, I went to see my new friend there, the guy I just met at the club like the night before, and uh, I watched him do comedy. And I said, wow, man, that's really cool. And you know what? I was only 22, so I was dumb enough and naive enough to believe I could just get up there and do that. So I asked him how you got how he got started, and then he pointed me to a guy who booked it you know, an amateur night where you bring your five friends and you get on the stage for five minutes and course i did that and i totally sucked at first but i liked it so much i was like you know what i'm gonna keep going and then fast forward here 20 years later i got a big gig this weekend at the radisson blue in fargo so it was kind of just um i would say synchronicity it wasn't something that i kind of thought i could do until i met someone who actually did it and i was like whoa that looks awesome and it was that stage in a person's life when they're trying to figure out what they want to do with their life you know what I mean? Like, uh, you, you know, I'm going to college with a communication major, meaning uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure it out. And uh, that's how I got, got going, you know, just kind of, uh, you Which know. Which is great because a lot of people get up there on their first time and they're either nervous or they, or, or they don't do as well as they thought or they get booed or whatever the situation may be, and they just 
end up saying, ah, you know what, this isn't for me, never mind, and quit. And the fact that you stayed with it uh, and persevered is, is really good because, um, you know, yeah. I've seen way too yeah, many people you know, with a lot of talent uh, just give up because it didn't work the first time. Oh, absolutely. There's been a lot of people come through that I thought was way more ta- talented than I was. It was just that, you know, doing bad made me want to keep going because I'm like, I'm better than this. But I have, you know, some friends that were just crazy good, but the first time they bombed, they said, I'm done. I'm done. They don't want to go through it. And it's a lonely, tough life, so I get it. But um, we have, uh, you know. We, we have Brian Schweiner as a guest here. we got to take just a quick little break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. Got to always do that legal stuff. Uh, Brian Swinar is a guest here. We got about uh, 19 minutes here. Uh, we'll talk about the show, but I, I know that uh, Matthias, uh, uh, Brian, uh, he was he was at my wedding uh, just like you were. Uh, unlike my uh, two close co-hosts, but uh, go ahead, uh, Matthias. What do you got for our guest? Go ahead. Well, I want to uh, welcome you again onto or welcome you to the show. It's, it's great talking to another performer. Like I said, um, well, as a comedian, like as a professional wrestler myself, I um, I have to deal with a bunch of people like you know, because me being a bad guy, I get booed a lot, and I have to deal with people that hate on me. Um, if you're at a show and you get what they call a heckler during one of your uh, performances, have you ever gotten one? And what have you had, or what have you done to uh, retaliate against them if you've ever had one? Yeah, you know what I've I've, uh, I've had them. Uh, you know, most I had one guy when I was first starting that kind of threw me off. You know, he just gave the classic boo, and that just kind of threw me off because I was so ne- so new and still had stage fright at the time, right? You know, when you're starting, you kind of I mean, I don't know how it was for you as a wrestler, but maybe the first time. You know, you grab the mic in the, in the still of the ring, your confidence, you know. And then, but then after that, you know, I just kind of deal with them, kind of direct on, try to try to work, try, you know, try to try to work work them over. Um, and uh, I mean, now it's just almost like an instinct, you know. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of uh, like I guess a, a boxer dodging a punch or something. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's just I find things to tease them or. Uh, I turn the rest of the crowd. Usually what I like to do is I like to turn the rest of the crowd against them, right? Because the rest of the crowd came for a good time, and this person is interrupting their Trying to ruin time. it. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to ruin it. They're trying to, you know, they, they have, they're, they're not a skilled professional. They didn't write material. They didn't come here with a point of view. And, um, you know, and, you know, sometimes it's unavoidable. Some people, they're not going to, they're not going to dig you or whatever, but, you know, you don't, I just do it for for those who are uh, who are who are into it, and I give my point of view. And uh, and uh, but majority of the time, mainly, I I rarely have a problem. You know, every now and again it comes. Every so many shows, you're going to have one. The interesting thing is, most of the hecklers I've seen in general are drunk chicks. Drunk girls are, uh-huh. the, are the most hecklers. You know, because okay. they're used to getting a lot. Of, they're used to getting a lot of attention, right? So now when somebody uh-huh. else has the floor and they don't handle their, their their alcohol as much, you know, and dude dude hecklers usually are, are kind of, they kind of roll with it, right? They can kind of take it and, you know, they know when, oh, yeah, man, I should probably lay off or something like that. But a drunk girl, man, once they get going, especially if they're with a couple of their friends, you got to just kind of, 
get get them quiet. Those are the number yeah. They one they they will not stop. They will uh, not. They're used to it. Yeah. So. Uh, Brian Swinehart's our guest here. We got about uh, sixteen minutes. Uh, now, um, uh, Sean, uh, do you get a, a question for our guest here, uh, Brian Swinehart? The, yes, uh, I do. Yeah. And, and uh, real quick here, if you guys have never seen what Brian looks like, he could be Matthew McConaughey's stunt double. He's that handsome. Go okay. Ahead. You sound like Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you were talking about, uh, yeah, hecklers and stuff like that. Um, I, I do yeah. a bit of performing myself and, and, and when, when things are rolling good, you know, it was like, come on, do this or do that. You know, like, can you do this? You know? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm trying to do a show up here, <laughs> you know? So do you ever, do you ever feel like sometimes you just kind of like when you get a heckler, you it almost makes you laugh. Do you ever get that? Oh yeah. I mean, sometimes we get... See, it's kind of funny because, okay, so, for instance, sometimes I get hecklers that, that I love, that they kind of add to it. I had one the other week where, I'm, you know, I'm telling this story about losing my fingertips, right, and one of the girls in the audience yells, I got 12 fingers, and she did. And I was like, she, had, okay. she was born with an extra finger on each hand, and I'm like, well, can that's I awesome. have one? See, <laughs> <laughs> you know? that's what is fun, so, right? Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes they they sometimes if it's the right thing, it can it can add to your show, and that's one thing I love about doing live shows, right? Because every crowd this weekend I'm doing three shows. Every crowd is going to be different. There's going to be three different groups of people coming in. You know what I'm saying? It's like every mm-hmm. show, and you know this is an entertainer too, right? It's unpredictable, and um, I mean you know what you you know your set list. You know what you're gonna what you're gonna play that night. But got some go-to things that I can do, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you got. But you know, you, you, you probably have your ones that you're. You probably have your ones that you're gonna like. Hey, man, this is this is gonna be a good one, you know, like that thing. And or or do you have like yeah. you have, Okay, here's another question. Sorry, here's another question. Do you have like little tester things that you do, kind of? Well, yeah, it's you know, me. I, I kind of. <laughs> it's yeah. You know, I kind of got my. I kind of, yeah, I kind of got my, my, my stuff down, but what I'll do is, okay, so the tricky part for us is coming up with new material, right? Because that's always the harder thing, right? If you do it uh, a few times, you know it's going to work. But if you have new material, that's the tricky thing, right? Because you haven't tried it before. So what I like to do then is I'll put that in between some stuff I know is going to work. So I'll do okay. it so I know it's going to work, and then I'll try out something I don't know how it's going to go. And then I'll make sure that followed by that is something I know is going to work in case that one doesn't fly. Does that make sense? Because it does make sense. You, know, but you uh, keep it going. You, you keep it going, right? You keep, yeah. the, keep the attitude up, yeah. right? You keep it going. You keep it going. And right. My more contra- my more controversial material when I do those is usually in the middle of my show because at the beginning you want to get them all in good time. Then you put your kind of more risky stuff in, and then at the end you close it out with some some more fun and, you know, relationship jokes or something like that that everybody would be back on the same page with, you know? Right, um, right, right. Exactly. Because, right. Bring, it, bring it home. Well, how long of a set do you do? Uh, this weekend, I'll be doing 45 minutes. So, cool. That's, um, that's, a, that's, yeah. that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, speaking of this yeah. weekend... Well, we have we have Brian Swinehart to get here. So we've got twelve minutes now. Uh, Brian, uh, is it true that uh, the icon might be able to make an appearance on one of these shows? Uh, 
Yeah, the icon's doing five minutes for his birthday special. I thought that was going to be on uh, maybe Friday night, the five-minute special. Is that correct? Yeah, and um, that's right. Uh, the I icon will be on stage. I've got to make sure i got enough money to pay you. I mean, I yeah, think the, the, incredible. <laughs> yeah, well, 50 you know, cents and a hot dog, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Now, the thing the thing – the thing is, uh, I want to I want to tell you guys uh, a little story about Brian. Now, uh, how many guys, uh, famous comedians like Brian is, would actually come to Fargo, North Dakota, for a wedding for a roast without charge? And do do how many performers would ever do that? Brian, Brian. You know, I- I cannot thank you enough. I can never repay you, uh, but I think I my know, five minutes good. on stage is going to be in the payment, I think. I was going to say, I don't think <laughs> if you say you can't repay him, you never paid him at all. I, I don't know if that's going to hurt or hinder my career, I come, but, uh, you know, I... I had to go, I, I, you know, it was kind of a tough decision, you know, to, to, about Icon's wedding because, you know, uh, my manager was telling me uh, not to go do it, uh, and my mom's my manager, so, uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, Always listen to your mother. Exactly. Well, apparently he didn't that time. Well, well, here's, here's why his he mother didn't. said that. <laughs> you guys, here's, he here's why his mom said that. Here's why Brian's mom said that, because I sent her an autographed picture of myself. Oh, uh, well, that's why it? then. Well, no, Brian, what did you what did you say? What did you say she did with my autograph? She lined a rabbit's cage face up? I think I thought yeah. maybe yeah, she might have used it for a dartboard. does that uh oh okay <laughs> you guys can see. uh okay uh brian real uh we got uh we got brian Swanhart. we got about uh, 10 minutes now let's go ahead and uh, talk about the show uh when it is where it is uh who else is going to be performing with you besides uh, me the number one guy uh and you the the one a me the one b and somebody else so tell us about the show coming up when where all that other good stuff without telling ticket prices okay so we 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 got Radisson, it's at the Radisson Blue on uh we got a show Friday at eight o'clock and we got a show uh two shows on Saturday. Uh one is at uh seven thirty and not and the other one's at nine. Uh and uh yeah, and uh I'm bringing my friend uh Will C with me. Will C is uh a buddy of mine for a long time. He's the the founder of the Veterans of Comedy. Uh the Veterans of Comedy is uh um Military veterans that uh, do comedy, and uh, he's part of he's part of their group. He actually uh, founded that that group of comics, and they travel all over the country doing gigs. And um, he had a weekend off, so I said, "Hey, man, you want to go to Fargo with me?" So um, he's coming with me uh, to do the gig, and uh, and we're, we're I think he's already out there. Actually, I think he got into in uh, today, and. Uh, so uh, yeah, so we're we're stoked, man. It's uh, you know we've been getting the word out about it, and uh, you know I see that we already got a lot of people coming, so that's exciting. And uh, you know I, I I tell you I had a great time actually at your at your wedding icon. I, I and it made me want to go back to Fargo again. I really liked your your relatives and friends and everything. And uh, 
I felt a good vibe, and the, the Radisson uh, looks like just a great place to have a show, and um, and I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited. I think right now uh, with uh, with our world, man, it's good to have, go out there and get people together and and um, share some laughs and and jokes and everything. And yeah, I'm still keep going to Fargo. Now, uh, so. now you uh, you have a couple um, uh, sessions uh, booked here. Uh, you're you're going to be making a few more appearances here in Fargo, uh, other than this weekend, right? That you plan? Well, on? I'll, well, I plan on coming back. You know, once this uh, one, this weekend, well, I, I plan on coming to Fargo, maybe you know, once or twice a year at least. You know, getting uh, on the regular on the regular schedule, and um, you know, I uh, I'm going to be going back. So once, man, I got to look at my calendar, but I think once I'm done in Fargo, I go back to Florida for uh, for some shows and uh, then to Ohio and then um, you know I got to go back to Phoenix. So we'll see. I mean, it's just been kind of kind of crazy. Sometimes you know, as an entertainer, sometimes it's hard to to remember where you're going next. You know, you just out there getting your gigs and and uh, traveling. It gets kind of crazy. Now, but, um, now, did you guys notice that? He's going to freeze here, and then he's going to go to Florida and thaw out. You guys catch that? <laughs> 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 oh, man. Um, I, I, I don't even think I got warm enough clothes to, uh, to, uh, to survive. I'm going to just – I think I'm just going to be sitting in the hotel until showtime and just walk into the gig and – you know, go down and go downstairs to the gig. I think that's going to be the the strategy. Layers, you know, layers, lots of layers. I've seen, I've you seen, know, I've seen pictures, man. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And uh, it looks, uh, it looks uh, one thing uh, I don't know, if, I don't know if you knew this uh, or not, Brian, but um, uh, the hotel that you stayed at is a sponsor of Cans uh, FM. It's uh, Wood Spring Suites, and everybody, every staff member at that hotel loves you, man. And uh, all my relatives love you. You know, the the sad thing is, Brian, I shouldn't say this, uh, but actually, you guys, my relatives love Brian more than they love me, believe it or not. And you're surprised? (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) There was one joke. There was one joke that Brian... uh, um, said that I thought was uh, kind of funny uh, during the roast. He said, uh, "Well, you know, the icon brought me out here, and uh, I heard that he was going to get married, so I thought I'd steal his wife, like Biden stole the election." <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, all right, all right. And uh, hey, you, you know what, guys? Being that we're not going to talk politics, you know. Com- no, no, but being that icon's birthday's coming up. We've been kind of roasting Icon tonight for his early birthday on this show tonight. So, yeah, as for those of you who don't know, my birthday is uh, on Thursday, the twenty seventh, and uh, um, so I guess that uh, may how how old am I going to be? I don't care. Uh, forty four years old. I'm gonna, older than me, just yeah. by a little bit. I'm going to be forty four well, years son, old. Hey. Guys, my son turned 35. My son Anthony Watkins turned 35 yesterday. Yesterday was my son's birthday, so he turned wow. 35 wow. yesterday. All you people are old. Prime of his life. Uh, we um, we uh, I, we we may have a caller here. Um, 
let's see. Uh, we'll bring him on. I don't know if this is a caller or our next guest. If it is our next guest, he's calling in a little early. Uh, but uh, we'll uh, go to him in just a second. Uh, so now, uh, so Brian, you're going to do three shows here, and uh, you know, I don't know, and I'm not just saying this because it's you, but uh, Fargo here uh, for uh, being a being the top, uh, well, I guess the top thing at my wedding, I guess besides the wedding itself, uh, you're like uh, been adopted by our hometown here, and uh, everybody that was at the wedding loved you, and uh, and I'm not just saying this either. A lot of people asked me, they said, you know how you always try to be funny? Why can't you be more like him? <laughs> well, you know, Brian, Granny is very sorry she didn't make it to Icon's wedding so I could personally meet you. But it, I live in Arkansas, and we do have a comedy oh. place here in Arkansas in, uh, like, Springdale, where I live, called The Groove, and they have comedians come in all the time and do shows. So if you ever make it to Arkansas, you know, send me a message on Facebook, and (laughs) maybe I can get you hooked up at that comedy club in in Springdale called The Groove. (laughs) I like it. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to look into that. I just wrote it down. Don't trust her. They got water moccasins down there. You know, and... Oh, um, Really? Yeah, yeah, I was I was well, at my buddy's wedding in Arkansas. At, he won't be near he won't be near water where he's going to be at. I mean, at the comic well, well, he won't I'll, be I'll near, near any lakes. Well, I'll tell you this quick story. So I was at my cousin's wedding, and it was in Arkansas. It was in BB, Arkansas, and it was in the summer. And we were setting up for a wedding in a church, nowhere near a lake. And all of a sudden, we were carrying a table, me and my friend, and we saw a baby water moccasin. Uh, slithering around, and we had to chase it down with a rock and try to kill it because all the girls were freaking out about it. Well, now, Matthias, I live in northwest Arkansas. BB, I think, is further down south, like in the central part of Arkansas. There's a snake everywhere. I live in the the northwestern part of Arkansas. So maybe you'll be a little safer. I I live near Fayetteville, Uh, so... Uh, Brian Swinehart's a guest here. We we got about uh, we got about ninety seconds here, Brian. So real quick here, and then we'll we'll have you talk about the show again real quick here. But if our fans wanted to check you out, you got a Facebook, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. Um, yeah, a, I, uh, I love Icon page. What do you got? <laughs> yeah, you know I just uh, you know I took one year off of social media and I loved it. I, I just I'm back on now because everything's picked up, but because. 2020 was such a crazy year. I say 2021, I'm taking myself off social media. And as a person, that felt great, but I know that you kind of need it for promotion. So I do have a, uh, uh, I have an Instagram page. It's just my name, Brian Swinehart, uh, Facebook, Brian Swinehart. But my YouTube, I guess my YouTube is probably the best one to go to, and that's my name, Brian Swinehart, because that's the only one I really have been still posting stuff on lately. Um and, uh, I, you know, the rest of the social media, I took a year off because I just wanted a break from all the all the craziness, and uh, I wanted to get my life back. You know, you waste, uh, or well, in my opinion, I was wasting some time just scrolling through and this and that. And in the last year, I, I wrote a movie script about, uh, about a murder trial that happened in Ohio, and I wrote uh, a book. You know, I had all this time to, to, to write and to, to do stuff when I was uh, – 
not being distracted by social media, but now I got it and I'm going to use it just to promote, um, you know, my shows. But I would say probably maybe YouTube or um, uh, Instagram or whatever you guys like to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, and uh, Brian Comedian is my <clears throat> website. So, yeah. And there, there is a I, chapter I, in his book. There is a chapter in his book. It's the last chapter. It's called... Why not to do an icon wedding? I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Brian. Uh, as soon as you get in town, uh, as soon as you get in town, give me a call. Uh, uh, I have early. a. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, the the waitress that uh, at the breakfast place we went to. Uh, she's still there, and she. I uh, told her that you were coming back, and. Uh, they want they want to see you again, so I will take you out to breakfast, oh, and nice. I will buy again like okay. I did last time. Okay, buddy, uh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> all right, Brian, love you, man. Talk to you Thanks soon, buddy. See you this weekend. Brian. Hey, great talking with you guys. What a fun show. I, I had a great time. You guys rock. Thanks, Brian. Hey, bye. All right, Brian Swinehart, ladies and gentlemen. Now that was now that was definitely awesome. Uh, now, uh, our, our next guest is waiting in the wings. We will take a quick little time out uh, to hear from one of our sponsors, and then we'll be back with the next interview. Give us a few seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. And uh, we have an assignment for you. If you go to our Facebook page, Off the Ropes, you like that. You go to Ken's 89.1 page, you like that. Do a $10 a month donation to Ken's FM. We'll get you uh, qualified for an autograph from a past guest, a future guest, or current guest. Uh, and uh, I'm going to have Brian take care of that. Um, and uh, we'll have Sean uh, see what he can get us, I don't know, maybe some autograph picks or something. I don't sure, know. sure. But right now. We have a cool guest coming on with us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, a wrestling man that knows how to write a book. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got the coolest book in publication today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Scott Romer. Hey, thank you. This is Scott Romer. You're listening to the Attitude Era live on 89.1. Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, and the granny huster. Hulkster. 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 All right. Okay. Well, uh, we'll edit. I, I can. Well, don't worry. I, I usually edit that anyway, so whenever you say my name, I just edit it. No, I'm kidding. I don't do that. Well, I do do that, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Scott Romer's our guest here. We've got about 37 minutes. Uh, so here's what we're going to do, Scott. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, then I'll ask you a question, and we'll do a round table, and then we'll come back, and we'll, uh, I'll ask you the tougher question. So give us a little background, Scott. Well, I'm a professional photographer by trade, and I started taking pictures at wrestling matches 
in the um, early 70s, and it has lasted, and I'm still doing it to this day. I also photograph professional boxing, and I've done that on an international level as well. And um, I got infatuated with wrestling at a young age. I was a hyperactive child, and uh, my parents didn't know what to do with me. So my grandfather started taking me to wrestling shows when I was about 10 years old. And um, um, I would always bring an Instamatic camera with me. I would sneak up to the ring and take a few pictures before security would throw me out. And then I'd go on to the other side and take a, a other side of the ring and take pictures. And uh, the pictures were really good for what I was using. And... Um, um, I started selling them at the wrestling shows, and that caught the attention of Dick the Bruiser. And uh, I was called upstairs into his locker room by uh, by the head cop, and uh, Bruiser had a couple of my pictures, and he said, "You're selling these, eh?" Yes, sir. I was really nervous. And, so, how um, big was the locker that he? How big was the locker that he stuck you in? Right. Right. Well, Dick and Wilbur <laughs> Snyder had their own separate room, and then there was a big, bigger gathering room where the wrestlers used to wait for their paycheck. There was always a um, bucket of beer for them to drink, and um, Dick and Wilbur would take their time and call each wrestler individually to um, sit down with them, and they'd uh, hand them their paycheck, and, and then they would leave. But... Uh, you know, a lot of these guys, they had airplanes to catch, and um, sometimes they didn't get called into the uh, into Bruiser and Snyder's room to get their money until, you know, after 12, 1 o'clock. So I don't know if that was a rib or whatever, but, um, um, you know, I, I enjoyed it because I got to hang around um, and, and, and talk to the wrestlers, get to know them, and... Um, Quite frankly, some of them ended up being very good friends of mine and, and were like substitute family members. You had Ox Baker, Nick Bockwinkle, Pepper Gomez, um, Dr. Jerry Graham Jr., Ox, I already said Ox, Chuck O'Connor. I mean, it was just amazing, and I was infatuated. And, and I haven't really changed my lifestyle one bit. I'm still photographing wrestling matches. Um, I... I did become a, a wrestling manager uh, with the WWA, Dick the Bruiser's territory, in the uh, mid-'80s. And, um, and even to this day, I'll occasionally manage a wrestler. Uh, Scott Romer is our guest here. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we are live every Monday night. Uh, we got about uh, 33 minutes here. And uh, he wrote a book, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, before we talk about the book, we're kind of doing a roundtable. First off, uh, Granny, what do you got for our guest, Mr. Romer? Go ahead. Well, thank you for being on our show, sir. We, it, it's an honor to have you here. And I am not a wrestler by the, you know, gimmick name Granny Hulkster. I got this name because I am a big wrestling fan, and I don't like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. So what was some of the most interesting wrestlers that you got to meet, you know, growing up, you know, when you would go to the wrestling matches with your grandfather and, you know, hang out with them and talk to them and 
Who was your favorite one you got to meet and spend time with? Well, uh, I would have to say Dick the Bruiser, and um, uh, he's the one that really helped get me started. And um, I, I ended up marrying his daughter after Spike Huber, her first husband, left her. Uh, oh, we wow. started dating, and then we, we, we married. So Bruiser actually ended up becoming my father-in-law. But, That's uh, awesome. But Sam Miniker was a big part in my developmental as a uh, development as a photographer, and um, he was the uh, uh, color commentator on the TV shows. He was also featured in um, what the heck is it? Uh, the uh, Big Ape, um, not General Ben. What the hell was it? I'm I'm sorry, I'm having a problem. The Big Ape, uh, not King Kong. What was the other? Mighty Joe Young. I'm sorry, Mighty Joe Mighty Young. Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was wow. one of the strong men that uh, did the tug of war with uh, Joe Young and uh, uh, ended up uh, uh, being dunked into the uh, River or whatever they had. Uh, wow. So, yeah. Well, I know That's there was cool. a company so, that used to. There was a company that used to run in Arkansas called Traditional Championship Wrestling. They quit running in 2013, and they did TV tapings, and they still show the old reruns of the TV tapings down on TV in the Little Rock, Arkansas area. And whenever my family and I would go to those, they would, like, run Fort Smith, um, Clarksville, Arkansas, you know, different places in Arkansas. And they always had me and my family sitting on the front row, and I would always be right in the center seat facing the cameras because I loved to interact with the wrestlers, and they always loved what I did about how I did about that, especially the bad guys when they'd get in my face and, you know, and I'd be back there talking smack to him, you know. Tommy Dreamer, the last TCW show, Tommy Dreamer grabbed my cane out of my hand that I was having to walk with before I had my first knee replacement, and he used it on Matt Riviera during the tag team match. And I tell you, the crowd just absolutely loved it. That That's a great story. And uh, so, so you got a little taste of what it's like to be out oh, in front I, of the audience. I, yeah, I've yeah, I, I've had I've had a lot of opportunity to meet a lot of big time name wrestlers, you know, by going to TCW and and everything. And I still, but I, but I still love the independent shows today because I get to interact. Uh, one of my wrestling friends, um, he made the statement. He said, you know, it's funny when you get a better pop and you're more recognizable than most professional wrestlers they should really take notes and that's a compliment to you granny for what you do and then you know it popped up on the facebook memory thing a couple years later and he's just still very true today if you mention the name granny holkster in oklahoma and arkansas the fans are more than likely going to recognize her more than they will the current professional wrestlers and that made me feel pretty good since i'm not a wrestler since i'm just a fan so well, I certainly could use you at ringside. If if I'm not getting the heat, I can certainly rely on you to uh, generate it for me. So well, uh, that, I could do that. I could do, I could do, I could definitely do that. Come to Arkansas. We got some wrestling companies running right now. Right. Come, come to Arkansas. Where's my invite? Um, where's me? Where's me and his invite? We both need one. Well, we got to mess with you. Well, you, know, you can I've, come too, Matthias. I told you you could come to Arkansas. 
I may, uh, Scott Romer's our guest here. That. I have. I may end up doing that. You know, I've been traveling a little bit since the book has come out. I was in uh, Wisconsin with uh, Bruce City Wrestling a couple weeks ago. Um, we've got a show in Lafayette coming up uh, in a couple weeks. And it's uh, really nice to meet the fans out there and to reconnect with the wrestlers. There are some of them that, have, that are still around uh, from the 80s that I was uh, working with, such as Bobo Brazil Jr. And um, um, I'm, I'm not sure of the other ones. Bobo is the oldest one. And, um, well, Vic the Bruiser Jr. is another friend of mine. And so it's, it's nice to sit back in the dressing room and, 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 and talk to people and uh, uh, just reconnect with the boys. That would be uh, Scott awesome. Romer's our guest here. Scott Romer's our guest here. We've got about uh, 27 minutes. Uh, before we come back to me, Matthias, what do you got for our guest? He, I mean, he's pretty well uh, He's pretty well versed. What do you got for our guest there? Go ahead, Matthias. Well, um, I'm a videographer, so I like to uh, do videos. I haven't done much of photography, but I've done what I can. Because they're too busy taking pictures of you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're correct. Um, what would be one? What would you say was probably one of your more uh, favorite events you got to take, like a photo of, or if there was like a a wrestler that you really enjoyed taking photos of? Like, what was one of your favorite moments you ever got to uh, uh, photograph? I should say. Well, I, I've had several um, magical moments, per se. Um, I was uh, the official photographer for the Ellis Island Medals of Honor. And they honor presidents, prime ministers, and athletes. Anybody who came over uh, uh, to the United States from Ellis Island or their family and, and heritage, um, right they, they honor, um, um, you know, leaders of uh, industry and, and in sports and in motion pictures. And um, there was a moment when um, Sid Free and Roy were were honored, and this was the first event that um, Roy attended since the Tiger almost killed him, and uh, um, just uh, the poise that he had as he struggled to walk to the um, dais and, and gave a speech, it was just a, a very emotional moment. I have worked with presidents um, and, and that's always exciting. So I've been very fortunate to get my foot in the door and work a lot of events with um, a lot of famous people. And that 15 minutes of fame has not diminished at all. I'm still working big events and, and, and being able to rub elbows one-on-one -on -one with a lot of um, famous people. That's awesome. Well, you know, I definitely know what it's like about not having your 15 minutes of fame. Wayne, I, I know all about that. <laughs> uh, right. We have Scott Romer's our guest here. we got about uh, 25 minutes. Uh, uh, Sean, you got a question for our guest? Yeah, I do, actually. Go ahead. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Hey, uh, and yourself? Right, right on. I, I really I think what you're doing is really cool. Um, So I have a question. I mean, I don't want to – you must have probably seen about everything happen in in a ring – and uh, I, I used to watch uh, wrestling with my dad. I'd go to, go to. He'd take me to some. He took me one with with Nick Bockwinkle there. I remember one time. Um, and but uh, we we ended up um, we seeing some kind of strange things and you know weird things happen. What's like the strangest thing that you think you saw when you like at least that you got on photo? I guess maybe. 
Well, um, I was um, sent to Puerto Rico. I was working for Onita at the time, and um, they just told me I'm, I'm photographing an angle. They didn't tell me what I was doing, and they sent me my airplane ticket. I flew to Puerto Rico and was picked up by uh, Onita's limousine, and um, they took okay. me to um, the uh, WCC um Studios, you know, with Carlos Colon, Victor Quiones, and and Jose Gonzalez, the murder of Dick, of um, Bruce or Brody. Um, so okay. I I walked into a studio, and uh, the first person I saw was was uh, Jose Gonzalez, and um, I just thought to myself, this isn't going to be good. But um, um, the angle was the Puerto Ricans were beaten up on, this is an angle, so, um, you know, it was scripted. Um, the Puerto Ricans beat up on Onita in, during a contract signing, and Onita gigged his head, bled, and, and that was that. Everybody left the studio except for Onita, me, and, and some other Japanese photographers. And um, um, at that time, I'm hearing Onita making some noises, and he's actually taking a razor blade and cutting into his own stomach, uh, trying to make it appear that he was stabbed during that altercation by Jose Gonzalez. Um, there was a lot of that blood is awesome. from the gig. Uh, it, 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 it's called the um, in, in famous Onita stabbing angle. I don't know if you've heard of it before. But um, it, it's, considered, it, it's considered one of the worst angles in the history of professional wrestling, and I was brought into it. Um, so so uh, I saw what Onita was trying to do, and there was some blood from, from the gig wound that, that, um, that uh, splattered onto the floor. And, and Onita couldn't get enough blood when he was cutting using the razor blade, and it was actually hurting him to cut his stomach. So I just told him, hey, just scoop that blood up from the floor and put it on your stomach like you're trying to do. And uh, so I got pictures of him. So I, he did that, and I'm getting pictures like, of him like he had been stabbed. And um, um, That is amazing. I gave, I, I gave the film to uh, Jimmy Suzuki, who was with me. He was another well-known photographer um, in the territorial days. Have you have you ever heard of that name, Jimmy Suzuki? Yes. But anyhow, he 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 um, flew to Miami to send the pictures overnight to Japan, where we got a fax, and the stab the fake stabbing angle was on the front page of the newspaper as though it was a real stabbing and um, outraging the entire country of Japan. And they made sure that when I went to the airport with Onita and he bought crutches and uh, hammed it up and I'm getting pictures of him hobbling around the airport with bandages on his hand, head and arm in a sling. And they made sure to get a picture of me and Onita at the ticket counter, which also made the newspapers. So they were actually setting up um, – this, this was for – Oh, um, Gonzalez didn't know they took it a step further and did the stabbing angle. 
Gonzalez was only under the assumption that they were doing a contract signing and the, the, the uh, worked beat up pictures like they do in contract signings and, and then everybody left. But uh, they, they, the, they made it appear that uh, Gon- Gonzalez had tried to murder Onita as well. And when Gonzalez was going to go to Japan to wrestle, the intention was to make him disappear for good. Wow. So I was involved. Scott in, Romer's, in, 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 go ahead. Uh, Scott Romer's our guest here. We've got 20 minutes here. Now, uh, Thank you. Wow. Uh, I mean, just, awesome. just hearing you, uh, just hearing you uh, tell that story, uh, I, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies over here, but uh, we have Scott Romer's our guest here. We've got about uh, 20 minutes. Now, you wrote a book. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about your book. Well, my my book is about all my uh, a lot of my experiences in the wrestling and boxing business. It's titled "When It Was My Life on Both Sides of the Camera," and the co-author is John Cosper, who's uh, a well-known who was a guest author. on the show two weeks ago. Yes, great right guy. On. Good. Yes, he is. And uh, you know, I had all these um, really neat experiences. Uh, in, in my life, working with presidents and um, the, the wrestling and boxing. And I had the pictures to, to prove everything. And um, um, I had no way of knowing how to get this into a book form until I met John Cosper at, at a um, fan fest and, and gave him a little brief history. And um, after he got done with Tracy Smothers' book, he called me up. And I gave him the material, and uh, he interviewed me, and uh, he made a really decent book out of it. And um, with the with the book, uh, you mentioned it's called "When It Was My Life on Both Sides of the Camera." Uh, it was released uh, uh, on May twelfth, twenty twenty. So it's been out for well a little less than a year now. And uh, when a you. Year and uh, a half. A year, a year and, and a half. half. So when you when you start when you decided to uh, write the book and decide what you're going to put in it, uh, did you did you get when you sent the original transcript in and got it back? Did you did they take out a lot of stuff? Did they uh, cut some stuff that you didn't want them to cut, or uh, uh, did they just leave it the way that you had it set up? Oh, John, you know, I uh, for the book. I had other people that I worked with um, tell their side of the story of uh, what we all went through. So I've got um, a boxing promoter who's like my father that I shared an office with for over 20 20 years. Um, He's a big part of my book. The book is actually um, about uh, uh, – it starts off about how I was – I don't mean to – do the poor me, but I was sort of abused by my father, and so uh, it, it the uh, I had four fathers during the course of my life that were like fathers to me. Fred Burns, who was a boxing promoter, uh, and I got involved in boxing really heavily. Uh, there was um, Sam Miniker, the, uh, the the color commentator for the WWA. Uh, he was the start of my career. There was uh, George Randazzo, who was another gentleman that was like a father to me, 
who was actually very well connected, if you know what I mean. And he's the one that got me the gigs with presidents and all the movie stars and, and famous athletes that are in the book. Um, and uh, <laughs> there's one I'm missing, George, George um, Bruiser, Sam, and Fred. No, I got them all. I got them all. George Randazzo, Fred Burns, Sam Miniker, and um, again, I'm forgetting all the names, but uh, but it's all about them and 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 my involvement in 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 both the wrestling and boxing. I've been able to travel around the world in both sports, so um, you know, and and I immediately was able to uh, hook up with the big promoters like Don King in boxing and Bob Arum in boxing, the two major promoters in the world of professional boxing. And um, I'm proud to say that uh, in, in wrestling, I worked at one time or another with every major um, independent territory during the territorial days. You know, that, that Georgia Championship Wrestling, Calgary, with Stu Hart, uh, Paul Bosch's, the Von Erichs, and even the WWF. Um, I was the first person that the WWF allowed to photograph their matches up at the ring, and I was able to get away with that for a long time, as long as my pictures only appeared in the Japanese wrestling magazines. And that was another uh, uh, thing that I got involved in. I was working with Japan's Gong wrestling magazine published by Nippon Sports Publishing out of Tokyo, Japan, and they paid all my expenses and uh, flew me all over the place. I also worked with Bill After and Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And one of my He's also been a guest on our show as well. Nice guy. Okay, great. Great guy. Yes. He he just uh, endorsed my book. There's a picture on my Facebook page of him uh, holding my book up and, and, and gave it a really nice endorsement. And Bill's not like that. He normally doesn't um, endorse anybody's book but his own, but he sure did mine and said he absolutely loved it. Uh, Scott Romer is our guest here. we got about uh, 14 minutes. Now, uh, would you uh, be willing to uh, uh, do a few autographs for giveaways uh, uh, for our listeners? Uh, yeah, what can I do for you? Uh, maybe uh, one or two books, maybe? One or two books? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I can do that, sure. Um, where do you want me to send right. it? Just, just uh, I'll, I'll, it I'll send, you... send me an email or send it on my, my messenger, and I'll, yeah. I'll do that. Uh, I, I, usually, I, I usually don't like to get my home address out because, you know, there's all these well, crazy fans that, you know. Well, don't, don't, uh, don't do it <laughs> on the air. Just do it. Don't, don't do it on the air. Sure. Just, yeah, let me know where you want me to send it, and I'll, right. I'll do uh, that for you. Uh, Scott Romer is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, Attitude Air Live on Monday nights here. Now, uh, I'm also uh, wondering, and I'll understand if uh, you'll turn me down for this, but uh, would you be able to hook us up with uh, some of the people that you mentioned, like uh, uh, Dick DeBruiser Jr. or, uh, you know, even uh, uh, the missus about being uh, the daughter of Dick DeBruiser, stuff like that? Would you be able to hook us up with him? I I. I don't know about my ex-wife doing it. Uh, she doesn't really like wrestling that much anymore. But I can. I think I could probably get you Dick the Bruiser Jr., who's who is actually right. husband. Dick the Bruiser Jr. is husband number three, 
and my, bless her heart, my ex-wife, after she divorced um, um, Dick the Bruiser Jr., husband number three, she remarried Spike Huber, who was husband number one and number four. So I'm waiting for my turn to come around. So um, I, I shouldn't say this, so, so in a way uh, your ex-wife is kind of like Elizabeth Taylor kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, uh, she was a wonderful, wonderful wife. A uh, very decent person, but uh, uh, I she had a spending problem back um, when when I was married, and I think that was uh, that's what destroyed most of her marriages. But uh, I think she may have uh, gotten a little better now, and um, uh, she and Spike have been together for probably nearly 20 years uh, for their uh, when since they've been remarried. So uh, with, with your book, when it was, uh, it's called When It Was My My Life on Both Sides of the Camera. Uh, when you uh, when you uh, first got the book after it was published, uh, did you like? Uh, what, what was your initial reaction when you when you first saw the book after it was complete? I I was totally delighted and uh, felt completed because I had all these stories. Um, and, and, and pictures to go with them, but you can't take pictures with you just to talk to people, you know. Uh, but but um, my, my experiences have now been published. Um, you know, we were in Israel. There's I've even got Yasser Arafat in my book. So uh, wow. I, I was in a movie when I went to Israel. The photo, I was the personal photographer for a world champion, uh, a, a, an Arab-Israeli. And um, um, and and we actually got to meet Yasser Arafat, and he's in the book. So I'm guessing that uh, in your man cave, you probably have boxes upon boxes of photographs, correct? That is correct. And, so and, if um, someone were to uh, – I didn't mean to interrupt ahead. you, but, but – and then you can answer the question – uh, so let's say that someone uh, went down to your man cave and they, they pulled a random box off your shelf and they pulled a picture out. Uh, would you be able to tell them exactly where it was taken, who's in the picture, where you were, what you were doing? Uh, do you have that kind of recollec- uh, recollection, you know, that, if I could speak? Yes, I, I know what you're saying. And, um, you know, I've got ADHD and I'm very forgetful. But the pictures are there to remind me of these wonderful experiences that I've had. And and, uh, John Cosper did such a good job of putting them together into a book. Um, There are are nearly 250 pictures in the book, along with a lot of text. So um, you'll see, um, you know, I've got me and Kirk Douglas. There's a lot of pictures of, of me with different celebrities and not ne- not necessarily just wrestling and boxing, but from all aspects of uh, of, of uh, entertainment and and stuff like that. Uh, Scott Romer, I guess you have got about nine minutes. So this this book must be like five hundred pages long or something like that. Well, it, it's um, you'll you'll see it. You'll you'll see how well it is. You know how how it's been laid out. But um, um, there are lots. I can't say lots of uh, overwhelming um, um, what reviews, but uh, 
there, there's like 15 on um, Amazon, and everybody's given it a four stars. And uh, with, with you know, with that being said, Scott, uh, is there anybody that you took a picture of uh, that uh, came up to you and said, you know, I don't want you, I don't want you to take pictures of me. Uh, I don't want you to use that picture. You need to give me that uh, the picture and the negatives because you can't have that. Has that ever happened to you? You know, uh, for the most part, it really hasn't. Um, you know, I, I go to the wrestling shows, and I set up uh, a printer. I've got a um, um, what do they call it? I can't. I've got a I've got a printer, and. Uh, we, we print the pictures right there on, 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 on the spot. So um, I may give a wrestler a picture and then uh, he'll, he'll, and he'll like it so much. And I'll, Hey, do you mind if we, can we do some uh, during intermission? Would you like to join me? And we'll, we'll do uh, photo ops and uh, that will persuade them to do photo ops. If we do an eight by 10 picture, I'll charge $20 or 25 for it. And I'll give that wrestler some of the money right there when they when I get handed the money. I'll have the um, I'll have five dollar bills that I will hand them each time I take a picture. So it's a good way for the wrestlers to make a little extra gas money while they're down there. But uh, and, I, uh, I really haven't had, I, I I haven't had any problems with anybody. You know, you can't use my picture or this and that. You know. I try to be pretty cool when I when I do do my photography, and uh, um, I think more or less people are impressed with my work, and that that opens the door for me. Now, uh, being a photographer, uh, and now I know you guys. I know what you guys are thinking. You guys are looking at me. I know what you guys are thinking that I'm trying to put myself over here, and I am, but. What was your thought when the Icon made you that cool collector's card that I sent you? What was your opinion on that, being a professional well, photographer I, that you are? That was, uh, Scotty did a really good job on that. And I, and I copied that and posted that on my Facebook page. And I think there's probably 65, 70 likes on that. So yeah, um, uh, it, it was simple. It was simple, but it was effective. And, um, and, and, and I really like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Scott Helmers is actually our producer here at the show. Uh, you know, he uh, he he worships the icon, and uh, um, as a matter of fact, I think for his birthday, I gave him uh, ten autographs to sell. And the last I heard, uh, he's in the negative. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> but I'm not. Right. <laughs> so now, right. uh, you know, I, I want to go back to. In our own mind, we're we're all legends in our own mind, and that's what. That's what keeps us all together. You know what I mean. And uh, some of us are uh, are bigger legends in our our minds, so big that we can't even wear hats. I'm one of those. Uh, <laughs> Scott right. Romer's our guest here. We got five minutes now. I I want to kind of circle back. Now, when you uh, when you got pulled up uh, to the locker room, uh, did uh, to meet Dick the Bruiser. Uh, was it one of his, uh, was it his manager or was it somebody from the building or, uh, what do they approach you and say, Hey, uh, you got to come with us. We have an issue. Uh, what, what a, exactly he, happened? He, uh, he had a head policeman in the Annapolis police department, uh, that, that came and got me 
and 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 said Bruiser wants to see you, and you know I I didn't know what they were going to do, but uh, um, you know that was the first time I stood eye to eye with Dick the Bruiser, and uh, and and he actually liked me. I was I was 13 or 14 years old at that time, and um, you know part of the reason he took a liking to me was because he had a son that was nothing but trouble. And uh, he made him a wrestler each time he, uh, he put a mask on him. And uh, then, then, then his son would, would get in trouble again and go to jail for another five or six years. And, and then uh, when he's let out, he was able to wrestle again. And, and, and he just couldn't stay out of trouble. So I think Bruiser saw, you know, a, a person that gave him respect. And I was like a son that he never had, you know. Now uh, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of curious, but were, you had to be nervous though when you found out that well, uh, you, oh, you know you're going I up to. Ner- I I was nervous, but uh, you know there's a lot of assignments that I've done. I've been detained in um, airports uh, by the administration uh, because they think I'm carrying drugs or whatever. You just have to play cool. You know what I mean? Look them in the eye, yes sir, no sir, and. Um, and, and, and move on. And um, when Dick told me, uh, when, when he made me, oh, I forgot to mention uh, that, that uh, he said that from now on we're partners and I get 20% of what you bring in. So each show I would sit there with the other wrestlers for my turn to talk to Dick the Bruiser and Wilbur Snyder and, and give them cash because his cut of the of the money that I made for the night and and I'll tell you who else was with me during all this was David McLean of women of wrestling and glow fame he and I were he and I were together so what I'm telling you right now about me he was involved with me as well and he went on to become a very famous wrestling promoter and and uh uh, he he created Glow and and Women of Wrestling, which is going to be uh, back on the air this year. And uh, we've had uh, we've had several uh, of the Glow girls on our show. Like Roxy a- a- uh, Aster is uh, a good friend of mine, uh, of and course. they keep inviting me to go on the uh, they keep inviting me to go on the, uh, the Glow cruise. And yeah. uh, Unfortunately, I'm married now, so uh, my wife doesn't want me to hobnob with other gals. Unfortunately, because uh, you know she's the like, you know, as handsome. That bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh. Uh, she, I'm, I'm PG language. I'm, I'm yeah. No. She's like. She's like. Uh, you know, as handsome as you are, I can't. Uh, I can't have any female wrestler steal you from me. You know. Uh, but that's a whole another story. But anyway, uh, we have uh, well, Scott Romer's our guest here. Uh, so. Uh, we got about uh, we got about sixty seconds. So real quick here, if uh, our fans our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? Well, there I've got uh, there's YouTube. There I have YouTube of me wrestling, as well as professionally boxing, in a match, um, and and working the college sorority gigs. Um, you just type in Scott Romer R O M E R. Um, and I've got a Facebook page, uh, Scott, uh, Scott Romer, and, and I take pride in, in posting a lot of pictures on there uh, from, from some of my experiences.
experiences. So you might find that interesting if you look me up. I've got a few spots open if you want to friend me. Uh, feel free to do that as well. And, um, and I noticed and, uh, a picture of you with the Rock and Roll Express and some other people. Right. That, again, that's, that's another one of the beautiful things of reconnecting with people that I worked with 35, 40 years ago. And I did a lot with the Rock and Roll Express, and, and they're back on well, tour. I'm, and I I'm, I'm personal friends with Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. They were doing autograph signing here in um, Alma, Arkansas, a couple of years ago to raise some money for service dogs for veterans. And right. Robert... Robert put his WWE Hall of Fame ring on my finger, and I didn't even ask if I could wear it. He just put it on my finger for the picture. Well, they're very personable. And, they um, are. And, and um, you know, they can still bring the house down. And, you know, they're older than me. I'm 63. I think uh, Ricky's 65. And um, Robert, uh, I think he may be my age as well. And to watch them. Robert's four uh, years well, Robert, Robert's birthday is in July 19th, and my birthday is in August, and I just turned 59 in August of this last year, and he's four years older than me. Okay, so, 63, like um, I said. That's, yep. 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 But I noticed a post that Ricky Morton had made that him and Robert are going to be retiring from tag teaming wrestling this year, and he's yes, going to be focusing on working with his son. Yes, I I, uh, I was in West Virginia during the summer and uh, worked a show with his son uh, and 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 um, and um, Morton as well and and the father. So uh, got to meet the son uh, who who was very talented and you know he's Carrie a Morton. Uh, yeah he's a Carrie right he's a uh, professional cheerleader. And uh, I'm wow. sure that helped him on his fan appeal, you know, being able to, you know, he, you know, they got the cheerleaders. He's the male cheerleader, you know, uh, at at uh, his college. So, um, and, you know, uh, that's very good experience. Very nice people. And uh, we are live here on 89.1 Kins FM. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we're getting the the cut signal here. I do appreciate you joining us. Uh, uh, this uh, tonight, Scott, we'll definitely have you back on again with us. Thank you very much. Thanks, okay, Scott. And since, my pleasure. Thank you very much. Look forward to hearing from you guys again. Bye bye. Thank you. All right, so everybody, uh, we are on 89.1 Ken's FM. We are live every Monday night. Uh, do your $10 donation to keep us on. And uh, next, week, uh, next week, we're going to have. Uh, uh, Tiny Tim's uh, manager, and we're also going to have uh, a gentleman that was uh, in uh, Superman 1 and 2. He played none. So everybody come check us out. Uh, until next week, be good to each other, be nice to each other, love each other. We'll see you back here next week, and everybody be safe. Take care. My name is John Welby from the UK.
I've got a new show I'd like you to listen to called Fuzz Delay Reverb on 89.1 Ken's FM. It's focused on shoegaze, which is very popular in the UK, and I think you'll like it too. It's a two-hour show starting at noon on Friday, then repeated on Sunday at 2 p.m. You can contact me with requests or questions at fuzzdelayreverb at gmail.com. We'll see you there. And now some homegrown rock and roll on 89.1 Ken's FM. <laughs> 